All right. Hello, hello. Um, good morning. I there you geez, go, Louise. <laughs> I cannot. I it's like I tell myself. I actually told myself right before I started talking. Don't say good morning, Christina, because you don't know where <laughs> where people are listening. Hello. Not good morning. Good whatever time <laughs> of day it is, where you're, where you are, and <laughs> what when time you're listening. You listen. Right. Um, I am Christina, and I am Alexandra. This is the Girl Have You Read podcast. Um, we actually we are actually talking about a book today. Yes. Would you believe it? <laughs> it seems like so often it's like we 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 build this as a romance podcast but we talk about you know kind of other things too and it's 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 hard sometimes trying to figure out you know what to talk about because I have I have made my own personal um a a personal mission against ranting about diversity (laughs) on every episode and honestly you know just in the climate that we're in it's there's always something new happening, you know, within that, some new study coming out, some, you know, some person writing some new article or something like that. And so it's, it's kind of hard to avoid it, but I prefer not to be in a state of constant rage (laughs) about, about diversity, especially when, you know, the conversations, um, I'm not really sure how much they're, doing you know other than us just kind of talking about it getting mad and then things go back to the way that they are at least for black indies I can't really speak for you know I can't really speak for other you know for other for other marginalized authors who may be you know who may be going through traditional publishing or even if they're indie whatever I can't really speak for them you know but but I I've not seen you know I've not seen anything changing and um my energy is just low (laughs) with it I feel like I wrote better before I even knew before I even well I won't say that before I knew that diversity was an issue but before before it was with within my sight line it seemed like yeah. I was so much happier and <laughs> so much more carefree and so I'm just going to ignore it for now like that that's my focus is is ignoring it because you know I, I I I say all the time you know I'm a black woman writing black characters for black people and you know that that has never changed um I've not seen you know I and as far as I can tell Black people are still buying books, you know, and so mm-hmm. the diversity conversation, like, I really don't know how, I really don't know how far it extends to me, you know, when I'm, I'm when I'm not writing for, you know, or I don't feel like I write for a general audience. I write for a specific audience, and for the most part, I feel like I found that audience. They support me. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to them, you know, and I really feel like I'm I'm content. <laughs> I'm content with that. And so it's kind of like, you know. And, you know, yeah, it's been interesting, too, because, I mean, this audience that you speak of has been, like, almost complaining, like, there's not enough books. Like, I read too fast or, like, these <laughs> books aren't coming out enough. So what are y'all doing? <laughs> it's like, oh, we're writing as fast as we can. But right. And it's like that that audience is hungry, you know, the audience yeah. is hungry for new voices, for new authors, for new books. And um I would just say, you know, if we had on, on the chance that we have any, you know, any any aspiring authors, any, you know, speaking pretty specifically, you know, to, to black authors, you know, there 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 is an audience there. Um I'm proof of it. Alexandra is proof of it. You know that there is an audience there that that wants to that wants your work, that wants to enjoy your work. And um, I'm trying to figure out how they, to phrase they, this. As long but, as right, I mean, as long as your right. writing is up to par, they're gonna accept you with open arms. Like right, and I mean, and they and they will give you room to grow, and they will grow with you because my first project was rough. Okay, <laughs> loving other things. I read that back, and I'm like, "This is rough. This is rough." 
but you know i have people that have that that have been there you know since the beginning mm-hmm. you know and have grown mm-hmm. with me recommended my work to their friends and um there there's there's a living to be made you know and i i you know i'm i have i'm married and my husband you know he 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 makes an income but you know i'm i'm blessed to to have to have been able to make the income that I that I have made that I could support my family and support my family well on the income that I've made, you know, just being an indie author. Mm-hmm. The tax bill hurt my feelings. Uh-huh. <laughs> the tax bill hurt my excuse my language, but the tax bill hurt my fucking feelings. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Because you're self employed and so you have to pay you have to pay self employment taxes, but someone had to bring it into perspective for me, you know, that if you know to have to pay a tax bill like that, it must mean that you've done pretty well for yourself. Right. So, you know, and just, you know, grateful to God that we, that we had enough common sense to have been putting that money aside so that we can pay the tax bill. You know, our Christina is not going to be mm-hmm. writing her books from tax jail. Is tax jail, is that still a thing? Tax jail. I don't know. I might be making stuff you know, up. But. I don't know, but I feel like I see like a lot of commercials about when you're in debt, like when you're, you're in tax debt. So it must be a thing. Right, it's a thing. So I'm, I'm just great. We, we, we have been blessed, and I feel like there is room for, you know, when people finish reading my books, they're always, you know, I hear from readers a lot. Okay, what do I read next? You know, what do I read while, you know, while I'm waiting on you to put something else out? And they, these people are hungry. They're hungry for black characters mm-hmm. written by black authors. So there is, like, I know that. I think that looking at the conversations that happen, you know, around publishing, it happened, you know, not necessarily even specific to self-publishing. I think that a lot of these conversations are really specific to traditional publishing. Um, and I think that because of the state of traditional publishing, you know, publishing so white, hashtag, um, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, that's one of the ones that I've seen kind of a spin on the Oscars, the hashtag Oscars, Oscars so white, mm-hmm. but, um, I think that I think that in looking at those conversations, it can seem really, really hopeless. Um, it can kind of feel like it can kind of feel like, well, what's the point? What am I writing for? Or even sometimes why? And this is this is the type of stuff that gets me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. But, <laughs> you know, it can even beg the question of why am I writing black characters when, when the they market tells me otherwise, right? right when the exactly mm-hmm. when the market is telling me otherwise, why am I writing black characters? But oh, we have this indie publishing um, world, um, and I think that black indie publishing. I think that it's kind of a I don't want to call it underground, but <laughs> but I it's, think that it know, kind of I think not. that it kind of goes ignored, you know. And I think that contemporary black self-publishing kind of gets ignored but we're out here you know we're out here we have a thriving (laughs) right we have a thriving community you know the the we i have very consistent readers and they are buying books and when they buy my book and when they and when they buy and read my book they're going to want something else to read afterwards Mm -hmm. and so we need people writing those books um and i think that kind of ties into this wasn't supposed to be our first um our first topic but it kind of goes into one of the things we have listed for this week the lack of books that you were able to find to do our new release list this week which was weird because i mean it's been like growing and growing to where we have maybe 11 or 12 books a week and then all of a sudden it was like slim pickings because everything was either interracial or so just something totally off the wall because those get thrown into our genre as well when I search on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Authors, where y'all at? What y'all doing? <laughs> Are we <laughs> all about- at the same time? Are we waiting for a big boom? Like what's going on? Right. It's like, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to make it seem like, oh, well, you know, no one, no one is writing black books anymore because that that's not true. You oh, know, no. I, there, yeah, there are all. black authors writing books and we also don't want to, I guess, to pin any certain thing on, you know, it, it was just, you know, kind of 
this week, the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's the time of year we have. Girl, have you read? It's not even a year old yet, and so we're still kind of, you know, we're still kind of seeing things unfold. And so maybe it's just a trend at this time of year that you know that everything kind of goes quiet. We're moving from we're moving from winter into spring. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know. If the authors who are parents, you know, the kids are kind of <laughs> right. We're getting ready for spring break and the kids are getting antsy and, you know, it could be any number of factors. But we're hoping we're hoping that it's not the case that, you know, that black authors have stopped writing books with black characters. I don't believe that that's the case. And I'm hoping that, you know, within the next couple of weeks, you know, we're, we, we see that number of new releases that we can, you know, that we can talk about and really try to push. We're hoping mm-hmm. that we can see those increase. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, like I would just to kind of, you know, finish out what I was saying, you know, from before. Um, there, there are, if you're, if you're listening to this, you know, you're an aspiring author and I, I'm not even just aspiring, you know, you're aspiring, up and coming, established, a uh-huh. veteran, <laughs> a legend. No, truly is. Whatever. Because people, I mean, people are either shying away from writing black romance because they don't know that it, like the market exists or mm-hmm. they're just, you know, they're doing their own thing, but they're kind of maybe thinking about it. So, right. And I would just want you guys to know that the, the audience is there. The audience is there and they are, you know, they are hungry. You know, they're hungry for your work. They're hungry for, you know, for these words. They're hungry for the worlds that you've created with your books. And so don't be shy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be shy. That's one thing that Alex and I were talking about, you know, with our new release list, you know, we, well, I don't, I won't say we, let me not take credit for her work. She goes looking, you know, for, you know, she goes looking for these books. And I mean, I'm, I'm positive that sometimes, you know, depending on how it's categorized on Amazon or if it's not available, you know, on Amazon, there may be books that are slipping through the cracks and we oh, don't want that. We yeah. want you to, you know, you write black romance. We want you let us know, you know, that, hey, my book came out this week so that we can put so that we can put that forth. And, you know, we we're still we're still growing. And so our audience, you know, our audience isn't huge. But, you know, that may if we if we put you in front of five new readers, you know, and those five new readers tell five friends, you know, that that any little bit helps, you know, especially when, you know, not even just when you're starting out, any little bit helps, period. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Just let us know. <laughs> so we we'd be more than know. happy. Yes. We'd be right. We know. Please. But um, other than that, <clears throat> um, something we'll, I'm trying to think of how, <laughs> what order to do these in. Um, something really, really cool happened just um, within the last few weeks. I meant to get an exact date and for, and, and, lost my train but um we now have a bookstore in the u.s that is dedicated exclusively to romance novels um it is the rip bodice and it is located in um it's it's in la culver city california um and like what did they uh what was the tagline let me let me go back to it uh a romantic bookstore. Oh yeah. And I thought that, that was so cool. And they have a picture, uh, they have a picture like of the storefront up on their website. It's the ripbodicela.com. They actually have where you can, you can shop online as well, which is really cool. But you, if you want to shop online, they are not categorized by like, like romantic suspense yeah. or historical <laughs> or anything like that. If you want to shop online, you're either looking through you know this whole list or if you know the author's um if you know the title of the book or the author's name you can search by that as well but um they have an actual storefront like there's an actual there's an actual store that you can go into and one of i think not not that this news is not exciting on its own i just i just think it's a really cool thing but one of the coolest things about it is that they are stocking black authors and I just think that is like yes yeah (laughs) like on the day that it opened you know I was seeing you know I follow a lot of black authors and I was seeing them excited you know because people who who 
who were there, you know, were sharing pictures like, hey, I see you. I see you here. I see mm-hmm. your books here. And like that's an that has to be an amazing, amazing feeling, you know, to to see your book on that shelf. And I think right. and what was really, I think, really what, cool. yeah, what was really like even cooler to me was that these were people that like are big names to us, but had never seen their books in the bookstore. Mm-hmm. So that I was just like. Like, oh, like goals, like look at y'all. Right. Absolutely. But that, it, it was really, really cool. Um, it was, the store was opened by, um, by two sisters, um, Bia and Leah Coke, Co- Koch, Coke. I, mean, I feel like that's Coke. pronounced Coke. Yeah. Um, but in any case, you know, it was opened by two sisters and, um, just kudos to them. This is really cool. If you live, um, if you live in that area or if you're going to be visiting that area, you know, stop in. Take a pic, <laughs> share your pics, but we really want, um, I really want to see them succeed. Um, and not even just because, you know, not even just because they start black authors. I mean, I, I, obviously I'm excited <laughs> about that, right. but I want to see something like this succeed to kind of help let the world know like romance is, we're something to be taken seriously. Right. Exactly. Cause romance has been under attack. Let's just, right. <laughs> Lessons from the lost episode. That's what we'll, we'll call it the lost episode. That, um, <laughs> I'm still mad about that. Let me talk about something else. But <laughs> the lost episode. But it's really, really cool. I'm going to read um, what they have listed under there about um, the Rip Bodice is the only exclusively romance bookstore in the United States. The mission behind the store is simple. Women should profit from their creative output. We feature as diverse a selection of romance as we can get our hands on, as well as jewelry, stationery and beauty products, which is all. Hey, listen, if I ever find myself, (laughs) if I ever find myself over on the West Coast, I will be in there. <laughs> right, right. Not in there, in there. <laughs> to, and it's to, like, it, look, it just looks so, like, nice and comforting, too. It doesn't, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. In the and picture. I like, <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, that picture of the storefront was really, mm-hmm. really cool. So kudos to Bia and Leah. And I like their names, too, or Bia and Leah. Bia and Leah. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. But um, in any case, um We'll leave it. We'll leave. We'll leave talking about the book for the end of the episode. Um, next, if we can talk about good old Scamazon. Boom, boom, boom. So on our last episode, um, our last episode, we talked, we did a lot of talking shop um, about kind of the behind the scenes of the Kindle Unlimited program. Um, and it's, it's just funny that we literally just talked about this um, and talked about how they made changes to get around people who were scamming and lo and behold again (laughs) right lo and behold they're in a a couple of months there's they're probably going to have revamped it again to to get away from these people who are scamming again apparently according to this article on um an, an author a romance author named selena kitt um wrote this article, put it up on our website and we'll link you uh we'll link you to the article so that you can see for yourself if you like to. Um the gist of it is that the KU program works on page reads. But according to Selena's article and this and it makes sense to me, Amazon has no real way of knowing how many pages you actually read. They're basing your page reads on your location in the book. So let's say you opened a book and you wanted to see, you know, let's say you're someone who you like to know how it's going to end before you start reading the book. So you start at zero, you flip directly to the end of the book. That author gets paid for all of those pages, even though you've read none of them yet, you just skip to the end of the book. And I mean, I think that that's, that that's innocent. You know what I mean? That has not, that's, you know, that's not on the author. That has nothing to do with the author, whatever. But what some people are doing, what these scammers are doing is they're putting a link in the front of the book, a book full of nothing, you know, could be, could be words about whatever. It doesn't matter what category it's in, um, words that may not even belong to them. 
Yeah, they so, said it was so bad they would like put like the the book in like eight different languages. Right. They're just doing yeah. stuff. Um, but people are putting a link in the front of the book that leads to the back of the book and getting paid for just pages of, of, of what could be gibberish or whatever. At first, Amazon didn't have any type of cap on, on the number of pages that they would pay out for on their, on their Kindle Unlimited, on the KENP pages. And so people were making up to a hundred dollars a book doing this scam. Crazy. That was at first. That's crazy. Then, <laughs> oh. then they introduced a cap of 3000 pages. And I think the figure that, um, I think the figure was now that they could make up to $12 and 60 cents uh-huh. on a book full of nothing. And they're titling this link, you know, click here to enter to, to win a free candle or something like that. Something to get the user to, you know, something to get the innocent user to click and then, you know, and skip to the end. And then, of course, the innocent user is it's like, you can't refund it because you, you downloaded it through the KU program. So there's no refund to be had there. But the other thing is they're like, because this is such a moneymaker, they can hire people. You can spend, you know, you, you can, you can, you know, they're, they're, they're hiring people to get these subscriptions and like using automated programs and stuff to just basically run through this. And I think one of the figures was that there was this 15 or 16 year old kid who had made $64,000 in a month doing this. And this pisses me all the way off because we've been wondering why, why are we getting paid so much less than when we started? But these people who are running these scams they're putting these books full of all these extraneous pages of nothing where they're, they're, the, the payout is getting divided among those books that these people who are just getting to scam and it's pulling down the, it's pulling down the pay number for the rest of us. And Amazon isn't doing anything about it. And that's just, it's, it's sick, but it's like Amazon, like how come y'all haven't figured this out yet? Like for for as long as y'all made me wait to publish some of my books, sometimes like the least I could do is actually be checking them. Right, that's my thing. That's my thing. What is the purpose of of this long process when we hit when we hit publish on a book? It doesn't go live immediately. There's this long review process supposedly yeah. that we it's have to go through that can take. 18 hours. I've seen it take, and I've seen it take almost two days before. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of this review? What are, what are you reviewing? What's happening? You know what I mean? And I'm seeing where like the, the author who wrote this article, Selena, she was saying that Amazon had deemed her before for putting like a table of contents, putting it in, in the back of the book and, you know, putting stuff in the back of the book instead of in the front of the book. Because, you know, when you when you do a sample, stuff, the, the front, the extra front matter, table of contents and, you know, mm-hmm. about the author it and all of this stuff like that. It takes quite a bit. Yeah, right. It takes it takes space away from the uh, from the reader actually being able to to read sample because it's so many pages of other stuff. And so people have started putting it in the back. They're removing people's books as if they're trying to entice readers i guess to automatically click to the back so that they can get you know so they get paid paid for the page reads and it's like no that's not what these people are doing so you're penalizing these people who have an innocent reason for putting this stuff in the back of the book but these other folks like they're they're just they're just making money you know just (laughs) unchecked right completely completely and then what made me further upset was when she mentioned, you know, how these are the type of these are the people who are winning those the Kindle All Star Awards and the different stuff like that that we get for page reads. It's not people actually writing books getting that stuff. It's scammers are getting are getting those awards, are getting those those bonuses and stuff that Amazon gives out. And I just don't get it. Like it's frustrating to me. And it's frustrating to me to the point that, you know, 
Last episode, we talked about it. I was kind of iffy on whether I was going to start phasing my books out of it. But I'm, I'm leaning very strongly towards starting to phase my books out of it because I don't know what they're going to be. I don't, I don't know what they're going to be doing next. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. <laughs> well, we'll see. I just don't well, even know what to say. Today's the fifteenth, so we'll see what what happens. Oh, I've January. already, I've already, I've already seen it. Um, it's no, it'll be the one for March, right? In March, we get the one for January. What's <laughs> behind? No, I'm in the the royalties report. You get yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you get the we one get from, January. The January. No, we got January. Report. We already have January. We get February today. Oh my God! I'm thinking about the two months. The payment, yeah, the, the payment yeah. two months behind. I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, what in the world? What am I? <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna see if it's open now. I'm gonna see if it's up yet. But um, but I'm just Amazon makes yeah. me sick. Like they're at the point yeah. where I'm just really I'm I'm sick of their shit. Like, come on. And I feel like for like so many authors. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> uh, you go ahead and say what you're about to say. Let me let me do these numbers. No, right I just yeah, I just feel like if all this stuff is going on and we're fighting about all this stuff, that they need to be communicating with us as the authors and like letting us know like we're looking into this or just say something like something that makes us feel a little better about what's happening. Because otherwise, we just all like feel like stupid for continuing to give our books to this program. Right, they're making money off of us. Yeah. And our our split is going to... Oh, it went up. (laughs) (laughs) It went up. It was, it was, uh, in January, the the per page payout was 0.0041. It's 0.0047 this month. So, it actually went up, so... I'm still, I'm still sick of their shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am, I That's could see yeah. their shit, but I'm glad to see that it went up and I have something to tell you that I'm, I'm gonna, I, I'm not comfortable saying it out loud on the podcast, but remind me to tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's not appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, that, that's what Scamazon is doing, um, this month. And I'm still, even though I'm excited, oh, I didn't call him Scamazon. I didn't call him Scamazon. It's so funny to hear. <laughs> uh, well, let me not say that I didn't call him Scamazon because I, I am really running with it. But let me, let me make Scamazon. sure that Selena gets credit for, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna give Selena credit because Scamazon, that is gold. Okay. It, is. it really, really is. But, um. Kudos, Selena. <laughs> Kudos. Right. <laughs> um, I think she writes, uh, she writes erotica. Oh. Okay. But, um, I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I'm trying to click back. Um, even, even though I am glad that the number went up this month, I'm very glad that the number went up this month. I'm still, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm still a little, I'm, that, that doesn't change my mind about considering, you know, about considering a phase out. But if it had dropped, I'd still oh. be cussing right now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I would be cussing right now. I'm, I'm, yeah. All right. So, to, uh, not to close us out, but our last, <laughs> um, am I echoing? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, the book that we read, we yes. read, um, we read Coincidental Love by Shanice Miller, who is an indie. And so we're glad, um, we're, we're excited to, to, to be talking about this one because that was one of the goals of Girl Have You Read in the first place was to put more, um, put more of our black indies, writing black characters to put more of us, you know, on the map. And mm-hmm. we, we have some other people, the two that I mentioned to you. We, uh, I do want to still look at those, um, possibly for next week. Not both on next week, but 
Oh, oh, I'm like, who are you talking about? Well, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we do, have, we do have some more um, coming up, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to continue this trend, you know, with our indies. But um, I'll let you kind of introduce it since this was actually your um, this was actually your book suggestion. Well, okay, uh, <laughs> put me on the spot there. I was so not prepared. But uh, coincidental love, it's a a novella is what she called it, and it's like it follows three different couples. So you hear from Charmaine and Kelvin, and then you hear from Jamie and Trent, who's more like a married couple going through some things, and then you hear from Tyra and Noah, who are doing a long distance relationship. So all these people are connected somehow. You find that out, you know, throughout the story. It's like, oh, that's so and so. Oh, wait, you I, like there's a couple times I found myself going back. Like, hold on, I heard this name before, and it's like, right. oh, and so they're all connected one way or another, and they all fall in these uh, coincidental love situations. <laughs> yeah, I really, um, I can, I can say, you know, without reservation that I enjoyed this. Um, it was a short read. Which I appreciate because it was it was almost midnight when yeah 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 <laughs> when you said I'm gonna read this and I was like you know what I am too <laughs> um I'd actually purchased it when um when she first put it out and then just with everything that was you know with everything that was going on it kind of got pushed to uh it kind of I meant to read it you know when when she put it out but mm-hmm. it was kind of a hectic week i think this is my birthday week i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so i was kind of you know busy with that and trying to write and you know different little things happening but when you mentioned it, it was like okay yeah you know I'm, and i already have it you know mm-hmm. there's no reason not to but it was a quick read it's three um i don't want to say that it was three short stories because no, the stories yeah, were so they, closely intertwined uh-huh. that you know, it kind of you still feel connected to the characters from the first story throughout right. the whole Right, so it doesn't feel like a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what it actually reminded me of? It makes me want to go back to. You know, I was supposed to write a sequel. It made me think of uh, a love and other things. Not yeah, that, not I, that any of none of the couples are similar and the situations are similar. Just yeah, the format, like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That format kind of makes me want to go back. And I probably shouldn't say that out loud because I doubt that I'm going back. <laughs> I shouldn't be getting anybody. Not closer. right now, you ain't. I'm telling right. you that. I'm not letting you. <laughs> but but no, coincidental love was um, it was a quick read and it was uh, it was a quiet read. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a quiet read. Like very there wasn't mellow. any. Yeah, it was very mellow. There wasn't any really like there wasn't any like heavy, crazy drama or anything like that these were very normal couples you know going through very you know normal normal couple things like there was um there was kind of a a new love or the budding you know of a new relationship there was the you know the the very well established relationship they were married you know so the relationship Uh was very well established and kind of a rekindling point in that relationship and then there was the 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 couple who had been dating and there was kind of a a a forward step you know for them in their relationship I'm trying to say it without doing too many uh <laughs> without telling the whole story yeah without telling the whole story because we do we Alexandra and I we you know we, we we talked about the book before we um before we started filming and we're not filming recording um but we're we're in agreement that we would both absolutely recommend this read and so we don't want to we don't want to give much. too yeah. much away, you yeah. know, especially since, you know, this, this episode isn't solely focused on, you know, on the book. On the longer episodes, you know, we might get some spoilers, mm-hmm. but we're trying not to, uh, not to spoil too much, especially because the stories are short too, you know, it's right. a short so reading. Like say something, so, I'm saying like 10% right. section. Right. <laughs> if you tell one thing, you're telling everything. Right. So, okay. <laughs> one thing that I did um, really like was that, you know, these were young, um, that they, they were they were all you know kind of young professionals, business mm-hmm. owners and teachers and you know musicians and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Um, one of the characters owns a smoothie shop, and I almost went and got myself a smoothie this morning. But if I had gone <laughs> to get a smoothie, it would not have been one that that it was have been the greenery. <laughs> it would not have been the greenery. It would not have been the greenery smoothie, and it would not have been approved. I like one. We have a. Uh, I like Tropical Smoothie Cafe, 
and they have one called um it's I'm I'm trying to think it may be called the Bahama Mama or something like that, but it's like white chocolate and strawberries and pineapple. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, you definitely wouldn't have been uh, making it making the cut. <laughs> right, but I get I get it done with like the, the with like the with like stevia and you know I get it the I I bring the calories down a little bit just a little bit, but no, it definitely would not have been approved by. <laughs> by the people in the book but um but yeah Shanice is um this was one of this was one of this is what her third project mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like the, yeah this is her third project and um I think she has like she has a really really real talent like there were points in the book where the characters frustrated me or you know it got on my nerves but I kept reading yeah like, I never I never like felt like inclined to stop right and you know she it was a, late and so I could have stopped and like I'm going to sleep but right I never felt that <laughs> way <laughs> right you know I was you know in the bed sleep you know had some stuff going on and so you know well, I wasn't sleep I was sleepy mm-hmm. but you know and it but it was very easy you know for me to stay awake to you know to to keep going to mm-hmm. see what was going to happen with each of these couples and um I think that you know I think that she's still I I want to say quote unquote young and when I say young I mean you know as an author you know she's 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 new you know in this industry and I think that you know that that there was you know some of that just being honest you know there was some mm-hmm. of that but it's it doesn't ruin you know the book or even really take away from the enjoyment of the book oh, by no, any means just you know little things that I noticed but she has really, really amazing talent. Like she has really, really amazing potential. And I say that without any reservation. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it's like for me, it was just so smooth. Like very, this very exactly smooth word that I would use. Like even intertwine, like her, the way she intertwined all three couples, like that it was just so smooth. Even, I mean, yeah. all the way through to the end where they all kind of, you know, come together at this big event where all these different things are happening. But even that mm-hmm. was just so, seamless like it was just very much so I absolutely agree with that you know she was able to to tie things up uh she was able to tie things up neatly but not so neatly that it was eye-roll worthy if that makes sense like you know Mm -hmm. where it seems like okay that came together a little bit too well that doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense like she tied it up in a way where where you feel good about the couples moving forward, but none of it is cheesy or over the top or anything like that. It's just right. very quiet. And I think that, you know, I, I appreciate, I, I appreciated that, you know, that there wasn't, you know, that there, we, that throughout the book, you know, there were these quiet moments, you know, there was this mellow, there was this mellow, you know, mellow, warm kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And there at the end, there was no push to, all right, let's turn up, <laughs> like, let's turn it up a notch. You know, right. there was none of that. It was a smooth, it was a smooth, nice transition, you know, into, you know, into what was the end from these couples. And I think that that was really, really, I think that was really, really nice. I would, I would give, coincidental love a really strong four stars like not like a three and a half so i'm gonna go ahead and push you up to a four like a strong like a four, four yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I can agree with that yeah and i we i would say you know we can absolutely you know recommend it pick it up it's only a dollar 99 i might have to inbox Shanice and tell her to push the price up <laughs> yeah <laughs> go we talked about that ebook pricing get your 70 percent uh <laughs> It's just seventy percent royalty, but I, it, she, I think she probably priced it like that because it's short. Mm-hmm. But um, is it's, I would I would have paid two ninety nine for it. I definitely would have paid two ninety nine for it. But her her price that she decided she wanted to <laughs> that she decided she wanted to charge because that is her prerogative, Christina. Um, she and I get it, I get I get it, you know, because I yeah. feel, like I still feel kind of new still. So I get it. Like you wanna you wanna be. Yeah, you want to price it where people, you know, will take a chance on you or whatever. Yeah, I I actually think I, while I'm talking, I think I have some stuff that's still under, (laughs) under that, that I probably meant to change and I'm, I'm so lazy. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so, 
I am so lazy when it comes to like the business aspects of this. But in any case, you know, that's coincidental love. I just want to write. That is um, coincidental love by Shanice Miller. Um, it's a dollar ninety nine. We'll link to it. Um, we'll link to it in the caption and in the notes or whatever, so that we make it easy for you to get to that. But um, oh, and it was it was one of the two that was on the new release list for this week. Yeah, yeah. So they made it even better. I think <laughs> um, was the what a book by and Christopher. I feel like. And I, I like Anne Christopher. I've only ever read her. Um, I read some romantic suspense from her. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've read her uh, like a normal uh, contemporary. It was. Oh, it was a a Caribbean second chance love story called Doctor Love. <laughs> Where did? Maybe I was looking at one of the earlier... Uh... I think, yeah, she was on last week's. Okay, that's what it was. <laughs> but it was. I can't stop thinking about that little boy doctor. What? <laughs> the little boy doctor in Florida. <laughs> oh, that, that was a mess. That was a mess. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier because the, the project that I'm working on, I'm working on, um, on the second Wright Brothers book. And um he's a doctor. <laughs> he's a doctor. He's actually OB and I was thinking about that earlier. It's like <laughs> oh my God. Like thinking about I just this whole story was a mess. I don't even know what I was thinking about. The whole story was just a mess. But um working on working on Devin and Joseph, I've had to do a lot of um they're both healthcare professionals. And so I've had to do like a lot of reading and a lot of research, mm-hmm. you know, so that I'm making sure that I'm, you know, I'm getting this stuff right. Don't, you know, don't have anybody doing any stuff that is just like, uh-uh, that's not right. That's not happening here. Right. <laughs> but I was just thinking like, I wonder if this little boy has just been on WebMD, on Mayo Clinic, on health lines, <laughs> just reading stuff and then decided he was going to go implement it. And he was like actually examining people and like ripping people off. That is a it's mess. crazy. I hope they need to put that little boy in jail. Well, and they said he was like already arrested before that for something, some other type of scam. He needs to be arrested for that. That has to be like assault or something like that. Like something. I'd be ready to kill his little ass. Like, (laughs) oh my god, that's a mess. What? (laughs) What are you working on, Alexander? I'm I'm actually been back and forth between two different projects. I have a um uh I can't remember what I called it, but it's like a romantic suspense esque book. Mm-hmm. Which is more of a short novella type thing because I can't think like a crazy person for that long. Like I'm too uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you trying to <laughs> Hey you you thought about them for three books straight. So, what, is that? what are you trying to imply? <laughs> no, but I just I like I can't be in like a that headspace. Yeah, I know that what you mean. I'm messing with you, but I know what you mean. So so to balance that out, I've been right working on this I won't call it sweet because it's not sweet, but the characters are it's it's very contemporary romance, I should say. Yeah, I'm just waiting on you to finish something. Uh, you're throwing a little shade there, I see. A little bit. <laughs> I, I didn't speak strongly enough. I noticed. A bit. I noticed. But I, I cannot. I can't talk too much because I have a good seven different projects that I've started and not completed. <laughs> but I pretty. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm reasonably sure that um, that pulling doubles. Uh, Wright Brothers book two is going to be you know my next release and I'm also working on the script for Finding Forever um, I threw uh, I threw more than just a monkey wrench I threw a toolbox in that because <laughs> I'm changing one of the major conflicts of the story for the sake what? of the screenplay because I mean it, it was weak when I wrote it you know just being completely honest you know that was two years ago and it was weak when I wrote it and, you know, I don't want that weakness in, you know, I, I want to 
make it right for the screenplay. And so, but I didn't decide that until after I had already wrote all those parts of the screenplay. And so now I have to go back and, um, and make those changes. It shouldn't be too, it shouldn't be too bad to make mm-hmm. those changes. Um, has it been weird to like rethink that story? I mean, like just rethink about has. those characters, period. It has been, um, when you're, when you're, not only when you're reading something that you've already written, um, but when you're having to revamp it or kind of rewrite it for the purpose of writing a script, it's like you think about all the things that you should have done <laughs> back when you wrote it the first mm-hmm. time and all the things that you quote unquote did wrong when you wrote it the first time. And so I've been going through a lot of that. I actually had to ask the producer, um, for an extension. <laughs> I actually had to ask for an extension on writing the script because, um, I really want to do, you know, I really want to do a good job with it. And, um, you know, I have to have, my energy has to be right. You know, my focus has to be right. And I want to, in order for, I want to get it right. And to uh-huh. get it right, all the other stuff has to be right. And so, you know, I had to ask for an extension on that. And she, she, you know, she, she granted it to me. She was, she was fine with it, but she was also like, all right, so. What's going on? How about <laughs> I, you know, stop shopping this to people since we don't have a screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me put the brakes on my end. <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. That makes sense. That's valid. You know, so I have to just, I have to just get my mind right, you know, mm-hmm. and get, get, get together with that. But we're, um, I've got a lot of travel coming up this year and I've just been kind of stressed and stuff about that and trying to, you know, prepare for that, booking hotels and all this mm-hmm. different stuff. Um, Chicago for spring break, um, Beyonce in May, at the very beginning of May, um, Atlanta in June. I said Beyonce like that was a city. <laughs> I just thought about that after I said Chicago and then Atlanta. I said Beyonce like that was a city. Beyonce. It is. It's its own, it's its own thing, okay? Right. But, um, let me, I'll be in Nashville in May to see Beyonce. Um, and then in June, be in Atlanta. Um, at some point this summer, we're doing like, a family or like a couple's vacation. We still haven't decided where yet because it's not just us. You know, we're dealing with mm-hmm. you. You know, when you add other people to the mix, it's kind of hard it's to complicate it. Yeah, yeah, to to pinpoint and lock down somewhere. But we'll we'll do that. Um, and that's going to be like in July, August, and then in October, I'll be in Memphis at the um at the Brabs event in June, Atlanta in June. That's for the uh, that's for the Indie Love event. It's mm-hmm. a book signing mm-hmm. event. So if you're in Atlanta, um. Me, uh, Love Belvin, Ashley Nicole, Ray Lamar, D.L. White, uh, Nikki, not Nikki Turner. I'm so sorry, Nikki, if you're listening. I can't oh, place your last name. I am so sorry. Um, Jacinta Howard, um, uh, author SK, SK Hardy, um, and I still feel like I'm leaving somebody off. A lot of us. Pull up the same. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of us in um in Atlanta on June the 18th, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a free event, you know. So, you know, no, 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 no cost involved. Um, obviously, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to purchase a signed book, you know, you'll need to. Bring some, bring some cash or coins. Christina will be able to process your payments via, <laughs> via PayPal. I'll be prepared. Um, Ooh, I'm sure. Fancy. Well, <laughs> um, you know, if you, if you want, you know, if you want to purchase sign books or anything like that, you'll want to bring something, but the event itself, you know, is free. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. And then in October, I'll be at the Building Relationships Around Books uh, event in Memphis. So um, and I think this is like this is they've done this several years in a row. I feel mm-hmm. like this is mm-hmm. like yeah, because last year they were they were in Vegas last year, right? Yeah, they've been in Vegas. They've been in Atlanta. They've been in 
I can't remember, but they've been a lot of places. I wanted to go to Romance Slam Jam and um which is the end of the end of April in Detroit. It may not be the end of April. I know it's in April mm-hmm. um in Detroit, but um yeah, I couldn't I could I couldn't justify the cost <laughs> of Slam Jam. <laughs> not this um, go round, next go round. And not and not just the conference cost. Um it's it's it is one of the more expensive conferences. Um the registration fee is over three hundred dollars. Um and then but it's not just that, you know, it's then you have to purchase books if you want to you know, if you want to be able to to, to sign books, you have to buy them. Um there's travel, you know, to get to Detroit. There's, you know, somewhere to stay once you're in Detroit. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of costs involved with it. And I just couldn't, you know, just between, right, I couldn't justify it. Like I'm <laughs> traveling a lot this year, even though only two, only two of those are, are author related, are business related stuff. But still, it's a lot of travel. It uh, definitely is. A lot of travel sure. this year, mm-hmm. um, especially when I traveled. Once last year, 17 hour drives to Miami. <laughs> 17 hour drive to Miami to get on a cruise ship. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> I do. Um, and then get off the cruise ship sick, mind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were quarantined, weren't you? Yeah, I had to be quarantined on the ship. Uh, <laughs> first time that's ever happened. And I will, I will still get on a cruise ship. Like I, that, that didn't, that did not ruin it for me. I would still get on a cruise ship. But on the drive back, my husband got sick, even though he was fine um, on the ship. He got sick on the trip back. Um, and so we had a rough time in Tallahassee. Um, <laughs> that's where we stopped uh, halfway through um, and then had to drive on back from Tallahassee and make it happen. But so, yeah, we we. <laughs> We don't mind getting on the road. We're we're driving to Chicago. Um, a friend, myself, and a friend of mine are driving to Atlanta. Um, Memphis is only three hours for me, so it really wouldn't make any sense to yeah. to not drive to Memphis. Uh, yeah, Nashville is five hours, so that's you know that's that's nothing. Once you've driven seventeen hours, everything, everything else, else is a cakewalk. Yeah, right. Everything else is easy. You know, yes. that's, oh, that's a short drive. That's a one day. We, we drove, we, this last time, we drove to Miami in a day. We did that 17 hour, we didn't stop. Oh, we, it, we I was, you know, I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like, ugh, but then I thought about it, like, we drove from Nebraska to Houston in a day, and. Yeah, like, and that's, that's that. rough. <laughs> I would, we wouldn't, we would not do that again. We would not do that without stopping again. With two kids, with a girl with a two year old at the, at the time, with a two year old and a five year old, no, <laughs> no, never again. Um, yeah, we were. <laughs> we Not learned. anymore, though. Yeah, change our way. We learn. <laughs> we learn every. We learn every time. We learn every time. But and then we are talking about so much stuff that don't have nothing to do with nothing. So we're going to go ahead and let this episode go. <laughs> And we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.